0: Also, everyone who participated for these last few days uh, with Code Red to make it a success. Thank you so much for your time, your participation, all of the, uh, the effort you put in. Um, you know, the, the results came through on Saturday. We were able to see so many people come in. And, uh, and I think that uh, we'll continue to see the results of that as, uh, as the days come forward. So give yourselves a hand for that. Thank you, uh, thank you so much. Also, you know, I just wanted to mention, you know, uh, just a just a a quick shout out. Congratulations to Brother Gary. He started a uh, uh, on a journey of just getting fixing some things, you know, driver's license, all that kind of stuff in his life. Things that had been left undone for for years. He just totally forgot about it, and then he applied himself. He says, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna fix this. And uh, he, he made such a difference, you know, just stepping out in faith. And I think that this month or next month you'll be finished with this month. Yeah. Amen. You'll be finished with all of those responsibilities. Thank <laughs> you. Verse, 20, uh, uh, Chapter 24, verses 45 and 46. I'm reading from the New International Version of the Bible. This is what it says. It says, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants of, in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Father God, I ask this morning for your voice to come through these words, your voice to come through this story that you would speak to our hearts. These are your words. This is your story preserved for us to be read this day, for us to reflect on and think about For our lives, my God, to conform to this idea, these words that you have given us, help us to become your servant, the faithful servant, who dispenses your goods at the proper time. I pray that your anointing will be upon these words today. In Jesus' name. God's people say? Amen. 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 You know, when a man or a woman is saved, they enter into a new life. There is a new life that happens, which probably really isn't a whole, everything isn't totally new because what what we're doing is we're entering into something that God started a long time ago. So we're entering into something that's already been established, but it's new to us. We become servants of God, servants of God. The Bible often uses the word steward rather than the word servant. Steward, And he's talking about something very specific. When God created Adam and Eve, this is what they were. They were stewards of creation. A steward is a servant. A steward is an administrator. They had, Adam and Eve, they had dominion over the earth. It wasn't their earth. It wasn't their garden. It belonged to God, but as stewards, they had dominion over God's garden, God's earth. They cared for the garden. They worked in it to maintain it. They were placed in charge over all God's creation. And whether you know it or not, if you're saved this morning, this is what you are. You are a steward, a steward, a servant that is responsible for God's creation, for God's goods, his resources. A steward is a person who manages or looks after someone else's stuff, someone else's property. In biblical times, just like today, a steward is entrusted with the master's wealth. That they're entrusted with what belongs to the master, someone else's business, uh, the affairs of someone's house. If you've ever flown on a plane or taken a cruise on a ship, planes and ships have steward's. There are people, they they call them stewards or stewardesses, that are on those ships and on those planes and they care for the passengers while the passengers are in the care of the company who is moving them, they're traveling, they entrust these people, they're, they're entrusting the company's hands and the stewards are there to care for them on the journey, to provide for them on the journey. Not only do they travel with them, they make sure that the passengers are fed. That everyone has a seat and, or, or on a ship. That everyone has a room that your luggage is cared for. The steward. That's what they do. That's what, they, that's what they're called to do. They've been uh, given a certain amount of resources by the owner. They've been given a charge. Take care of these people. They're, as they're in our care, I want you to care for them. Make, be hospitable to them. Here, here are the, my resources. Feed them. Uh, house them, care for them. That's what they do, a steward, a servant. They've been given this responsibility, carry out the responsibilities of their owner. They don't use their own resources. You don't get on a a ship and and say, you know, I'm hungry now, and the steward comes, oh, let me see how much I got. No, they have unlimited resources that belong to their owner. And they feed you because of the owner. You know, it's 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 a simple thing. The food isn't theirs. The ship isn't theirs. It belongs to the owner. What is most important, you know, is that the passengers, they don't belong to the owner or the steward. They are simply in the owner's care, and so the stewards take care of them. This is what it is with God. The the difference with God is that the people belong to him, right? So they, they have a simple role. Their only role is to care for someone else's passengers. Feeding someone else's, uh, feeding these people someone else's food, putting them in someone's bed. A steward is a servant entrusted with unlimited resources in order to fulfill the, the will, the, the the owner's mission, the purpose of the owner. So imagine boarding a ship to take a cruise around the world, and the steward says, "You know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat the food." And, and, you know, you, you don't have a room. And, and, and they sleep in every room like a different night, you know, while you're on the deck. Sleeping in the, on the deck in the cold. Eat, they're eating all the food. Eventually, you throw that guy off the ship, right? This is the picture that Jesus is painting about the last days. In the last days, servants will no longer be faithful to their master's business. You know, the servants of God will hoard God's resources, keep it to themselves. In the last days, this is how it will be, and this is what Jesus is describing. In the last days, servants will become stingy. There will be Christians who will honestly think that their time and their talents belong to them, that my time is my time, and my talents are my talents that the food is theirs, and the passengers are theirs, servants and stewards who believe that the ship even belongs to us. This is my ship. Yeah, you're you're on my ship. You follow my rules. Without realizing that this is God's ship, and we're stewards traveling with others, dispensing God's resources to others. In other words, there will be Christians who will take the master's resources and use them as they please happens. There will be Christians who will take the master's resources. Some might ignore the responsibility altogether and say, you know what, I'm not doing anything for the Lord. In the last days, there will be Christians who honestly believe that they serve God when they decide to serve God, using their talents when they decide to use their talents, feeding God's people when they decide to feed them not knowing that the resources that they have, they belong to God in the first place. Everything you have. Tell somebody it's not yours, homie. (laughs) Your story, your knowledge, what you know, your skills, your experience, all of it, all of it was given to you by the master, by the owner, to feed his people at the proper time, to care for the passengers. On this ship to accomplish his goals and his vision for people he put you through experiences the good and the bad to change you to make you different stronger to help you to relate to the broken to help you to relate to those who have been through the same things and with the comfort you receive you're able to offer that comfort to somebody else you're a steward a servant of the things God has given you the people are his The food is his. The resources, all of them, would seem so particular to you. But they're his. They're not yours. You've been entrusted with your own story. You think, it's my story. That's my history. You've been entrusted with your own story. You've been entrusted with your scars, the pains that you felt. Man, you've been entrusted with a lifetime of experiences, which earns you the right, the privilege, the responsibility, the authority to care for the passengers on God's ship. You have resources to give them. Have you been stingy with your time? Have you spent what God has entrusted you to enrich yourself? Have you gorged yourself on the things that belong to God that he wants to give to others? He's taught us dedication. Have you used it on the passengers of the ship, God's passengers? He's taught you integrity, perseverance, and truth. Have you used it, the unique, deeply meaningful story, your own story that you call your testimony, right, with all of its ups and downs? Do you use that story as his story, or is it just yours alone? Do you take that story and share it, For the encouragement of other people, this is who God is. Not this is who I am, but this is who God is. Your story is his testimony. Your story is God's tool to lead someone to his son, Jesus Christ, to encourage somebody else. Your story testifies that you yourself belongs to the master. That he's done something great in your life, and you witness to his power. So your story is not even yours. Nothing you have, nothing I, I have is mine. Nothing you've earned, nothing you know has been acquired by your own efforts, your own knowledge, your own intuition. There's, there's nothing special about your brain and your, your eyes that you see truth, all of a sudden you see truth. God reveals it to you. What you know God has given you, all is his. And you are servants, stewards in God's house. Serving his clients on his ship with his food and his resources. Your children are his. Your husbands are his. Your wives are his. Praise the Lord. You have a return receipt with it? No, I'm just kidding. That's why we care for them with utmost care because they don't belong to us. They don't belong to us. We feed them at the proper time, we bring them to church. Hello. So Jesus says, who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants of his household to give them their food at the proper time? Who is that person? That's what Jesus is asking. He's asking this question, who then is the faithful and wise servant who I will find doing what I've called them to do? Not squandering, not wasting the resources, but dispensing it. In a timely manner, he says it will be good for that servant, that steward, whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Those who are unfaithful, Jesus calls wicked. Isaiah calls him blind watchmen. Can you imagine a watchman watching over the city? What are your qualifications? But I can, I can yell out, let the city know what's happening. I can, I can, you know, uh, tell you, you know, that the enemy is coming. But can you see them? Well, no. He calls them blind watchmen. He call, Isaiah calls them mute dogs. The people appointed to guard and defend those God cares about, like watchmen who are blind. Or, or imagine a, a guard dog that won't bark. You know, the enemy is coming, and, and the guard dog is looking, just checking him out. Normally the image of dogs in the Bible is, is a negative one, but here is a positive image. A dog is a, a picture of villages in, in this in this. Story here, attentive to his duty and faithful. But if he can't bark, he cannot fulfill his responsibility. The unfaithful steward is like a mute dog. They hear the noises at night. They hear the the window breaking at night. But their souls self-absorbed, they say nothing. They do nothing, preoccupied in their own world. A steward is a servant who is in charge of his master's entire household. They have oversight over all their master's affairs. This is what Moses was in Egypt. This is what Daniel was in Babylon. You read the story. He rose up to second in command, a slave, second in command, over charge of, of, of the king's affairs, making decisions when the king is busy, making decisions, keeping account of all the affairs of the household of Pharaoh, all the affairs of the king of Babylon. This is what Joseph was when he rose up from prison into the king's palace, making decisions, of, you know, writing checks, doing what 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 the servant, what the king himself would be doing, but as a steward of his resources, taking care of business. Stewards, household managers, administrators. Believe it or not, this is what you. This is what you are. 1 Corinthians 4.1 says, So then, men ought to regard us, speaking of you and me, he said, men ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the secret things of God. You've been given the mysteries of God. Then he says in verse 2, Now it is required for those who have been given a trust, must prove faithful. If you're called to be a servant, you need to live up to your calling. Live into that calling. Faithfully, faithfully dispensing God's resources at the proper time. Caring for creation as if you own it. As if God has given it to you. Caring for people with unlimited resources. They're God's people. They're his resources. You're simply a steward. You stand in the middle between God and His people. He has given you charge. He's giving you a checkbook of prayer. Hello, somebody. A checkbook of prayer. You start writing checks. You start writing checks. How you feel today, sister? Oh, well, I'm under the weather. You know, let me write you some checks of healing. Let me write you some checks of wellness. Let me write you some checks. I rebuke sickness in the name of Jesus. Let me pray for your pain and your weakness. I pray for joy, for strength. That you that you recover whatever it is. I pray for God's favor upon your life. And you start writing checks. Then you sign that check in the name of Jesus. Because in that account, there is unlimited resources. the checkbook. Right? You've been given the resources, the mysteries of God. Titus 1-7 tells us that an overseer is entrusted with God's work. Think about that. You have been entrusted with God's work. What kind of work does God do? Well, he creates. He renews. He restores. He extends grace and favor. He encourages. God does great work, and you have been entrusted With God's Word. 1 Peter 4:10 says each one should use whatever gift he or she has to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. So grace itself has more than one form. And you are God's stewards to administer his grace. Christian is also entrusted with the responsibility of taking care of the gospel and giving it out to those that need to hear it faithfully consistently as directed by the Lord Jesus Christ this is our calling just after he says these things in Matthew chapter 24 he goes into chapter 25 he begins to tell stories and I, I believe that these stories are, are connected to this idea, illustrations of this idea. He talks about these, these 10 virgins who were waiting for the bridegroom uh, to show up. And some of them were, were foolish, not preparing themselves, but some were wise. They took care of the needs. They, they got themselves ready. He tells another story in, in this chapter, chapter 25. He, he tells a story of a man going on a journey who entrusted his property to his servants. His stewards, to one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags of gold, and another one bag of gold. The man who had five bags immediately put his money to work and doubled it. And so did the man with two bags, put it to work and doubled it. But the Bible says the man who had received the one bag dug a hole in the ground, didn't even use it, didn't put it in for interest. He dug a hole in the ground, and he hid his master's wealth. He hid it. He hid his master's resources, his master's good. Nobody would know that he had access to the master's resources. Nobody would know because he hid it. You couldn't tell that he had his master's resources. You couldn't tell that there was something in his life that, that gave him more wealth than he had himself. You wouldn't know it because he hid it. So when the master returned, he said to the two men who doubled his money, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness. But before he could even have a chance to ask what happened to the guy with the one bag, the third man responded and said, master, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered. You you know he's saying? He's saying, I I know you you harvest where you haven't sown because we're the ones who do the sowing. And you just reap the benefits. He's the owner. He's the owner of the land. He's the owner of the seed. Exactly. What did you expect? Right? I I know that you you gather when you have not scattered. And and this is what he said. He's confessed. And so so I was afraid, he says. And I went out and hid your money in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And he brought it back to him. Gave it back exactly as he left it, without using it, without multiplying it. Now, Jesus told this story in the context of people, in the context of, of humans. But he's actually talking about God. He's talking about God. So these aren't bags of money. These are bags of grace. These are bags of forgiveness. These are bags of mercy, of faith, and healing given to people. Some may have five. Some may have two. Some may just have one. Use it. Don't hide it. Don't bury it. Use it for God's goodness, for God's glory. So to the third man, the master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. Mm-hmm. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers, so that when I returned I would have received it back with interest. Then he told his servants, take that bag from him and give it to one who had 10 bags. Give it to Kevin, you know? i somebody <laughs> to give it to, oh, <laughs> what did I say? to someone and they threw this guy out as a worthless steward. As a worthless servant. Faithfulness is visible. Faithfulness is visible. Faithfulness is measurable. It's easy to measure faith. We can't see salvation. You can see the fruit of salvation. But faithfulness, you can see that. So my challenge to us this morning, to myself, to, to, to all of us, Live up to your calling. What has God called you to do, to be? Live up to your calling. Let the call of God elevate you. If you say, I can't do it, yes, you can. If God has called you, it elevates you. I can't do that. I can't speak in front of people. I can't serve. I can't win. Yes, you can. If he's called you, he can elevate you to that role, to that position, to that calling. Live into the calling of God upon your life. Be an administrator, a steward of God's wealth. God is wealthy with grace. Man, give it out like it belongs to you. God is wealthy with mercy and forgiveness. Give it out. Share it. God is wealthy with truth and healing and hope and power. Give it out. You are stewards of what belongs to God. Welcome. Be uh, hospitable with his passengers. Give them a place. Give them a hope. Give them, uh, you know, meet their needs. Pray for them. Write checks but the checks belong to you. Sign them in the name of Jesus. Pray for people. Give God's mercy away. He has unlimited wealth. And we are the servants of the living God. Will you stand with me here this morning? We've been given a tremendous responsibility as stewards and stewardesses. We're on a journey, the same journey that the passengers are on. Some of them don't even realize who the owner is of the boat. Some of them don't even know the destination. Where are we going? Are we there yet? But on the journey, you are a steward. You are a stewardess. You feed at the proper time. You provide hospitality. You have unlimited resources that belong to God. He has given you the task to carry those things out. He's given me the task. Shame on me if I say, no, I will not speak. Shame on me if I say, no, I will not serve. Shame on me if I say, I'm going to hide God's gifts, God's talent, the skill. Shame on me if I measure myself by my own thinking about myself. Shame on me if I if I belittle myself and say, you know what? I can't do it. I won't do it. I'm not able to do it. I'm not, you know, it's not up to me. I belong to the master. You belong to the master. Father God, I pray this morning that you would raise up stewards, men and women, servants of the living God with unlimited resources, with checkbooks ready to be written out and signed in the name of Jesus. Checkbooks of prayer. Checkbooks, my God, of wellness, praying for the wellness of others, giving out grace and hope and, 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 and Father, uh, unlimited amounts of forgiveness and mercy, I pray for people that you would raise up, my God, that will walk down the street with things to give away, your resources to give away, to call into being those things which are not, to my God, without much, my God, even a low self-esteem. Let us rise up into this calling. Let us stand up tall into this calling. Let us rise up as stewards. Wealthy, my God, because you are wealthy. Able, because you are able. Oh, God, I pray for a new anointing upon your people. Power in our lives to make a difference. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Has spoken to you this morning. Perhaps you say, You know what? I know many people who have needs. I know many people that I can pray for. I want to start writing out checks of wellness and forgiveness. I want to start writing out checks of mercy. I want to start praying for people, for families, for children to return home. I want to start praying for marriages. I have something to give. I have something to give away. I'm going to start praying for the for the Conquer Eve. I'm gonna start praying for those who are broken to find hope. I'm gonna start praying for my neighbors, co-workers. This is your responsibility. God has given you talents. God has given you a testimony. God has given you time. Use it as stewards of God's wealth. Amen.